You're listening to the Table Church Podcast. The Table is a community in Orville, California that aims to follow Jesus by doing what he did. Love God, love our neighbors, and serve those in need. Find us at thetablechurch.net, Instagram, or Facebook. And now for the message. We are three weeks into a sermon series on baptism. We're talking about what it is, why we're doing it, how we do it, what are the reasons behind baptism. If you've been baptism, this is a refresher about what your baptism is about because I think a lot of our Christian journey as we head towards home, as we head towards heaven, is really diving deeper and deeper into the meaning of our baptism. This is a major part of our discipleship. And those of you who are interested in getting baptized, this is the class. This is the things you need to know before you take that step at our church, we don't just throw people in the water. We really want them to know what they're committed to, what they're committing to. We really do see it as a mini marriage of sorts that you are declaring to the world that you want to follow Jesus with the rest of your days. And so this is what we're doing. We're learning. We're relearning. We are doing baptism stuff. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to send them. I'll make sure I'm in the right location to receive those. And if I get any, uh, We'll take some time to answer those at the end or hear comments that were given. That number is going to be at the bottom of the screen. At all times, it's also in your bulletin. What I need you to know as far as the stuff goes is that this is the last weekend to let me know if you want to be baptized or some other thing that we're talking about here. So some things you can do next week if you'd like. Obviously, this is where we're letting the Holy Spirit and you be talking. We're letting the Holy Spirit, you know, move you, discern with you. But what we're doing next week, if anyone is interested, first of all, baptisms. We'll do some baptisms next week if anyone's interested. We will do reaffirmations of baptism. This is a thing that we do. People who've been in the faith for a long time feel like Jesus has done an extra work in their life, and they'd love to declare to the congregation that what Jesus has done in them, they want to reaffirm. They want to take that and reaffirm what Jesus is doing in their life. We'll do some reaffirmations of baptisms. We'll dedicate children. If anybody has any children that they want dedicated, if you don't know what this is, this is where you stand before the congregation and you said, by the Holy Spirit's help and the grace of God, I'd love to raise my children in the way of Jesus. And I need your help. I did this with my children. I said, I need your help. This is hard to raise kids in the way of Jesus. And so it's your way of declaring to the congregation that you want to raise your kids in the way of Jesus and you love all the help you can get. The only parenting hack, this is a freebie is help. The only parenting ha- hack is having people in your life that'll help you. That's the only, that's really the only one. I tell people this all the time. Living close to grandparents who are willing to help or being a part of a faith community that's willing to help. That's the only hack. All the rest of them, there's no hacks. It's hard. Also in our tradition, we baptize children. So if that's something that you're interested in, you're like dedication or baptism, we'll do either one. If you have questions about that, let me know. We'll baptize, we'll baptize anyone. We'll, we'll put them in there. So the uh, ways to let me know if you want to do any of these four, you can text me, baptism, right to that number. You can, there's a whole website dedicated to this on our website, tablechurch.net forward slash baptism. We'll get you there. Or mark on your blue card, I'm interested in baptism or one of the things we talked about today. Those are three ways you can let me know what you all want to do. All hearts clear. Why do baptism at all? That's always the most important question. The why is always more important than the what. So we talk about the why before we get to the what. 
And we've been doing this every, all three weeks. We're going to do it all four weeks just to remind ourselves, why do we do baptism? What, what is Jesus asking us to do as we step into this thing? Here's my best biblical understanding of why we do baptism at all. Number one, Jesus was baptized. And if you don't know, the goal of your Christian faith is to conform to the image of Jesus as much as possible. We are trying to be as much like Jesus as we can through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus's grace at work in our life. And because if Jesus did it, we can do it. Uh, and just always as a reminder from Scripture, this is the passage, Matthew 3, which we're going to get into a little bit today. But at that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River so that John would baptize him. If Jesus is able to get baptized uh, and does get baptized and think it's important for what he's about to do, we get baptized as well. The second and last reason I think why we do baptism is because Jesus commands baptism. He tells us this is what we want to do. The whole thing we're supposed to do here is to become disciples of Jesus, which means learners of Jesus. We're trying to learn the way of Jesus. And he says, the way you become a disciple, the way you become a disciple, he says, is go and make disciples of all nations. Number one, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And number two, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And so the, why do we do baptism? Jesus did it. Jesus commands it. That's good enough for me. And I hope that's good enough for you. But after we figure out the why of it, let's talk about the what of it. What of it? What is baptism? What is this mysterious thing that we do called baptism? What does it mean? Why, uh, what, 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 what has been the ancient understanding of the waters as part of our faith? And so what of baptism? We've been going through this document called the BEM. All these churches got together and they sat down and they said, what do we all believe is true about baptism? And they came up with four things. And I think that's really important and special that all these denominations and traditions and Catholics and Orthodox and Presbyterians and Methodists and Lutherans could all sit at the table. And they said, they said, let's not talk about our differences. Let's talk about our similarities. And they came up with four. And we've been going through them for, this is the third week. First one was participation in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Last week, we talked about how it's a cleansing and converting ordinance, that we're getting washed and we're getting converted to Jesus. Today, we're going to talk about it's a sealing of the Spirit, and it's a belonging to the body of Christ. That's what the third thing they said. And the fourth thing all these traditions came together and said was that it's a taste and a foretaste of the world to come that Jesus is creating in and through the Holy Spirit. So today, sealing the spirit, belonging to the body. Let's talk about it. I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians 12. It's only two verses, but if you have a Bible and you want to open there with me, feel free. But again, it'll be on the screen. If you need the page number, it is 877. 1 Corinthians is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And let me just tell you, it was a hot mess. They had every sin imaginable going on inside of their church, uh, incest, all kinds of weird sexual stuff, but also just, just living in a really hard place for them to f live out their faith journey. And, and Paul is writing these really long letters to help them get some of the stuff in order. And near the end, he wants to talk about their life together and how that is connected to baptism. And so 12 and 13, it says this, Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit, and it has many parts. 
and all the parts of the body are one body. Body, right? You get this. You got arms, you got legs, you got eyes, you got noses, many parts, one body. He says, this is just like Jesus and us. Even though there are many, 13, we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek or slave or free, and we all were given one spirit to drink. As always, what does God want us to know, feel, and do? Something with our heads, something with our hearts, something with our hands. These are the questions that I ask every time we come to a text. What does God want us to know? That's the first question I always ask. What's the information? So that that information can become transformation, can become action. Because we need a holistic faith. So we don't just get stuck up here. That's my sin. My sin is that I'd love to just get stuck up here all day. But we got to move it on. Otherwise, it becomes like stagnant water and it just kind of festers in there. I could have all the information in the world, Paul says. But if we don't have love, it's worth nothing. So let's do information, transformation, action. What does God want us to know? Weird, mysterious, interesting. Something that we don't normally talk about. Baptism seals the Holy Spirit in us. This is what Christians have believed since the beginning. That there's something about baptism that seals the Holy Spirit into us. I love it. Weird. Interesting. Let's get into it. First of all, in our own passage we just read, connects baptism to spirit. We were all baptized by one spirit. And he says, as part of that, you were given one spirit to drink. Going further, more text, just because you don't see any word, the word sealed there yet. I got some with sealed in it. Hold on. Jesus, his own, his own baptism. He is being baptized by John the Baptist. Apt name for a baptizer. I wonder if his parents thought of that. No, I'm just kidding. He baptized, and as he was baptized, famously we know that the Holy Spirit came down like a dove and landed on Jesus. There's a connection between baptism and spirit, even in Jesus' own experience of baptism. And then the Father saying, this is my son, whom I love dearly, and am pleased with him, right? Uh, we get the Trinity right here, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all in this baptism. But notice, there's a connection to the Spirit. I got more verses. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. You too heard the word of truth in Christ, which is the gospel, the good news of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on your inheritance. Is that enough? No, we got one more. Last one. God the Father is the one who establishes us with you in Christ and who anointed us. God also sealed us and gave us the Spirit as a down payment in our hearts. Christians from the beginning believe that at some point in our baptism, some point in this thing that we're doing with water, that the Holy Spirit gets sealed into us. Weird, interesting, but that's what they believed. And so to this day, as a symbol of that sealing, as a symbol of that sealing, Christians, after their baptism, usually get some oil put on them. Some, they call it chrismation. There's some, there's some olive oil mixed with myrrh and like 39 other spices. It was the KFC original recipe before KFC. Secret recipe of holy oil. And uh, passed down through the generations like, like a good um, yeast starter. You, you put a little bit into the new batch every time. And 
they mark it with a cross on your forehead, and this is a sign, this is a symbol of that Holy Spirit being sealed into you that happens at baptism. From young to old, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit after baptism. We get sealing. There's all kinds of sealing that happens. Some of you restore furniture and you put a good sealant coat on it. Some of you get, you get your car painted, you got to put a sealant coat on it. They always try to upcharge you for that one, right? I was thinking of letters today. Uh, my wife, uh, then girlfriend, because she was not my wife when we were 14, um, would send me these lovely letters. I pulled them out. And she would always put swack on it, right? Sealed with a kiss. She sealed it. Just to, just to give you, for my 15th birthday, she gave me one free coupon for a dance with one Aaron B. Duvall. We don't know when we started dating, but she gave me a gift for my 15th birthday, so I always just say we were 14. That makes sense, right? Do the math. But all of her letters would say swack on them. And the reason I like think that's... A, just a funny story to me is because I used to try to hide these letters. I lived with my grandma. I would try to hide these letters under my pillow. And one time I remember my grandma went in to just kind of tidy up and she came out and she's just like, sealed with a kiss. And I was like, she, ah, she found them. <laughs> sealed. There's a important, there's a different, it's just different when things are sealed. She could just give me a letter. She could send me a letter. We, we messaged a lot on email. We, we talked. We communicated. But when she sent me, like, look, I, did, I was just like, I couldn't even break the seal on this one. I just enjoyed it so much that I just tore the end off here. It's just different sealed. We know it. It's more protective. It's more permanent. It has long-lasting abilities. I still have these. I still have these. They're forever. May 13, 2000. 23 years ago. Sealed. It's permanent, protected, has more long-lasting. Thanks. 23 years, we've made it. This is what's being communicated to us with baptism. So if I could sum it up, because I know this is a little bit weird, if I could sum it up, here's what I think is happening. Here's what we would say is true about the Holy Spirit and baptism. First of all, we believe that the Holy Spirit is always present and active in everyone's life. People who follow Jesus and people who don't follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit is active in the world and active in everybody's life, drawing all of us closer and closer to Jesus, from saved to not saved. That's also true, though. But that, but that when you become a Christian, that means that we surrender to God's work through the Holy Spirit in our life. And we believe that when you come to faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. No longer just working outside of you to draw you close to the Father, but that the Holy Spirit comes to make his home in you. This is what happens when you come to faith. And then somehow in baptism, that Holy Spirit making his home in us gets sealed into our lives so that we can surrender even more and that Holy Spirit can lead us even more into the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is what we believe about the role of the Holy Spirit. Active in everybody's life, lives in us when we put our faith in Jesus, and baptism is a sealing of that, a sealing of that. And so that's why we put oil on people when they get baptized. I do. Christians have done it for the last 2,000 years. If you get baptized by me, you're getting some oil on you as a sign and symbol of the sealing of the Holy Spirit. That, that communicates that God ain't leaving you. 
that God is with you to protect you, to preserve you, to help you all the days of your life. Amen? Amen. What does God want you to feel? What does God want you to experience with this baptism? That you belong. That you belong. That you got people now. You belong to the body of Christ. Not only do you have people, but you got Jesus. You are inside. You belong to this thing that Jesus has done and is doing, and there's other people that belong there, and you belong. You have a place, a home, the side of heaven. What does our passage say? Christ is just like the human body, and a body has a unit with many parts. The parts, though, are part of one body. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body. does not matter your race. does not matter your class. In Galatians, you'll say it does not matter your gender. You all get to belong. You have a home, the side of heaven, and it's in Jesus' body. We, uh, we get the idea of initiation. That's what this is. Baptism is an initiation. It's your way of entering into that group. We get it. We have all kinds of things in our world that have initiations. And baptism is that. It's an initiation. In my world, when I get to teach at Chico State, there's a lot of controversial initiations. Three, three of these fraternities, one's a sorority, are in big trouble for their initiation rights. They set a kid on fire. He's fine, but obviously not great. One just got disbanded immediately for forcing new people to drink and then do physical exercise. I could not imagine a worse torture. That would not be the way that I'd want to be initiated. But we understand initiation. We have them all over the place. And at least part of what baptism is, is is a welcome into the body of Christ. This is how you get into the family, is through the water. Another fun one, a little bit weird, is the Navy does one that I think is kind of interesting. First time you ever cross the equator. Sorry, I have to think of words. First time you ever cross the equator. If it's your first time, they baptize you into the court of Neptune, which we're like, at first I'm like, it feels a little pagan, to be honest, but I think it's mostly harmless. It seems kind of fun. Um, I don't think any of them actually believe in Neptune, so it uh, seems fun. But you get baptized. It's an initiation. It's a welcome. This is your first time you did it. Like, welcome to the family. We passed the equator. They've been doing it for centuries. You pass the equator for the first time, they'll throw you in some water. Sometimes they throw you overboard. Sometimes there's a pool. We get initiation. It's a welcome to the group. This is ours. Baptism is our way of bringing people into his family. This is what part of what baptism means. Welcome to the family. It's a, it's a birth, right? I mean, the early Christians really did see like babies being born in this water. We, too, Christians, are born into water, out of water, into Jesus' family. And you get some new siblings. You get some new siblings. It's all yours. You belong. It's as much yours as, as it is anybody's, as much as it is mine. This thing, this thing. I mean, it's Jesus' body, but outside of that, you belong to it. You have equal participation in it. You belong to a thing that exists from the beginning to the end. All of it, yours, your inheritance here. And I really do say that in an encouraging way. I really do hope that you take ownership of your place in God's body here because it's yours. 
You belong to it. It's your responsibility. It's your privilege. It's your blessing. It's your benefit. And anybody, I, I just, if anybody's ever made you feel like you don't belong or it's not yours or you don't have any say into it, man, I really am sorry. And I hope that they don't do that. But this thing's yours. And I hope you feel a sense of belonging when you step into what Jesus is doing. Lastly, if you have any questions, send them. We're on our last point here. What do we do with this then? Sealed with the Spirit, belong to the body. What does Paul want us to say and do? He wants us to be the body. What are we laughing at? Am I messing up? Oh, wart. It was like 10 o'clock last night, and I'm looking for typos. I used to have this person in the congregation. She was like, I really hate when you have typos. I'll proofread them. And I'm like, I'm not done with them until midnight. So this is what you get. This is midnight brain. What does God work? What's, what's going to be real good is if I'm going to forget, and it's going to be there next week too. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in it. That's right. I belong, everybody. What does Paul want us to do? Be the body. Do it. Be it. Walk it out. What is it? So later in that same chapter that we just read, he just said, you are the body. You are the body of Christ and parts of each other. What does this mean? What are we supposed to do with it? Be it. Do it in the world around you, in your own life, in your own family, and know that you're parts of one another. You can't say to the hand and the eyes that I'm, you know, I don't need you. You need your, the stuff of your body. There's no parts of you that you don't need. The smallest bones in your whole body are in your ear. And you need those. Otherwise, you can't hear. You can't. You, you need one another. You belong to one another. Be a part of one another. So not just an initiation into a group. This is an invitation to actually be the body of Christ on earth in your neighborhood with your neighbors. If your baptism is real, if it means anything at all, it means that you are the hands and feet of Jesus and that these are your siblings. And one of my primary functions in this world is to help you all, help me, realize that we actually are siblings in Jesus. And we come with all this jadedness and this shyness and this defensiveness from the world because we have a lot of people in our life who are not that are not kind and don't treat us well, but these are, according to Jesus, in Jesus' eyes, the people sitting next to you are your siblings. If it's real at all, that's what it means. One of my favorite stories is there was a kid here, uh, I don't know, in the last year, and one of, <laughs> it was his first day here, maybe five, six years old, I don't know, seven, and I go, brother, how was your first day? And he goes, I'm not your brother. And I was like, not yet, right? Like, that's it. I'm going to sneak it into you. If baptism means anything. Being a part of the body of Christ means these are your siblings. But what does it mean more to even be the body of Christ, the hands and feet of Jesus? This is a worship leader out in Atlanta. His name is Matthew Eldridge. And uh, he leads worship. He writes music. Really interesting life and career. But as I read more about his life, I read an article from him in Christianity Today. He's also a stunt double. He works in movies. And some of the movies he's worked in, this is the movie Divergent. He's worked in, that's him up there, in Pitch Perfect 3 with Anna and Rebel. Uh, 
He worked in all of the Hunger Games franchise as a stunt double. He worked in The Hangover, if you've seen that. I, you know, with Ed Helms, says he's the nicest guy in Hollywood. He was an anchorman too, which I thought was really funny. There he is right there. He wrote this article in Christianity Today to talk about what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, here's his article. After doing a movie with Jason Bateman called Identity Thief back in 10 years ago. And here's what he says. A couple quotes from him. While close to 100 crew members tirelessly work 15 hours a day so Jason Bateman can shine, they all have an understanding that their work will be underappreciated and likely go unnoticed by those watching the show. But they do it anyways. Why? Because they love being part of the creation process. There's something magical about creating something collectively larger than ourselves. Last quote here. While no one knows my name, I made Bateman's job easier so that he could shine. My best day at work was when he came and put his arm around my neck and he said, Matthew, you're doing a fabulous job. And we all have noticed. Still, a movie star's praise pales in comparison to the affirmation from our Heavenly Father. Those of us working as the hands and feet of the church will get our recognition too when Jesus returns. But I love this idea that he's a behind-the-scenes, hands-and-feet worker of Jesus, all for the glory of Jesus, right? Not for our own glory, not for our own puffing up, but we all, belonging to the body of Christ, are encouraged to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It may go unnoticed. It may go underappreciated. Paul makes the whole argument that sometimes the unnoticed, underappreciated are the most important parts of Jesus' body. But ultimately, we get to work and serve so that we can make Jesus shine in our world and hopefully help others be welcomed into the body as well. Your baptism into Christ makes you the body of Christ. Be the body. Questions, comments, criticisms, concerns? Checking both places. Hearing none. Summarizing, baptism is initiation, and it is a sealing, sealing the Holy Spirit into you most fully and finally, this side of heaven, and confirming that you belong to Jesus, that you are part of his body and the body of the faithful around you, not just an initiation, but an invitation to be Jesus's actual hands and feet in the world around you. And with that... Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the realities that you've given us here. We pray that we continue to walk into them, those of us who are baptized. Would you help us step more fully into being your body, more fully into being the siblings of those sitting next to us? Ultimately, though, Lord, at a really deep level, all of that comes from our sense of belonging. Would you help us to feel that, experience that reality, that we belong to you and that we have a home? And man, I, think, I feel like if, if Jesus, if you could just help us experience that, so much good would come out of that safety and security of belonging. Help us. And with that, help us to walk in the, the boldness that your Holy Spirit lives and dwells and abides in us. Help us to see the power of your Spirit at work within us, sealed deeply. For those who have not been baptized and, and who are considering, would you encourage them to take this step? 
so that they could feel like they belong, so that they can get the power sealed into them, so that they could become your body, hands and feet on earth. And as we come to communion, may this be a time where we meet with you and those feelings and those ideas and that action get indwelt in us into a deeper and deeper way that we would experience some spiritual nourishment here to help us on this path of diving more deeply into you. We say these things in Jesus' name. Table Church, would you help me finish this prayer by saying the Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.